start. Sooners of Oklahoma at 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is up, Sooner Nation? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode, special edition episode of the Barry and Max show. As always, rocking with Mac himself, the title's namesake, uh, Mr. D-Mac. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well. Let's not forget the title is Barry and Mac. So hey! you are also the man. Let's not let's not slight <laughs> the brother, the man, the myth. You know what I'm saying? So hey, man, doing well. Uh, looking forward to tonight. We should have a good time. Yep. And got another guy on the line here today. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has done just an amazing job for himself. You might see him as a rivals contributor. You might see him on Instagram, Sooner Sports Daily. You might see him giving you some of the best OU football news, talk, discussion, reliable as all get out. Ladies and gentlemen, he is internationally known and known to rock a microphone. Jalen Ross, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. That was an incredible intro. Hey. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, hey Jalen, he's never done that for me before, but I've never been the man to myth rock the microphone. So you, you're doing something <laughs> right, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, man, for sure. So, man, we are glad to have you on. And obviously, it is a big, big week for the Sooners. They start conference play, and we're going to have a good good little discussion here. We're going to get into some Sooner talk, stuff kind of within, you know, kind of on the field, off the field. Uh, but, man, first, I just want to get your initial impression of how the, the season has gone so far from, from your lens reporting on the stuff going on the field reporting about recruits and their reactions what has been your overall so sort of glimpse bird's eye view of the program uh three games into uh coach venables you know it's um i i, I can't i don't want to say it's been surprising but it, it it has been surprising i mean just seeing how quickly things have gone because i was one of the main ones beating the drum of, you know, it's going to take time and, you know, they're going to struggle a bit. And I mean, again, we're only three games in. So, you know, who's to say that won't happen as conference play starts, but seeing how fast, uh, you know, they, they've started as far as, I mean, the defense is already playing at not an elite level, but they're playing at a level two. Once they reach that ceiling, it's a championship level defense. Like they're they're playing great football up to this point, leading the country in tackles for loss, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, they're getting to the quarterback. I mean, uh Reggie Grimes and and everybody on that front four, I mean, they're just dominating people. Um, you know, offensively, there have been a few struggles here and there, but uh Dylan Gabriel, I mean, he's really he's really shown me some things because like I remember when he transferred in you know everybody was losing their minds because you know you just replaced you replaced him or you replaced Caleb Williams with him and I mean I said this last night you know Dylan's not going to be that guy that he's not he's not he doesn't have the electricity that Kyler uh, Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield provided but 
he's a really solid quarterback and he's a great quarterback to lead this team, uh, to lead. And I think like, you know, like you said, just being down there, knowing a lot of people within there and talking to them, the number one, you know, feeling I get is just that things are just different because it's like, um, DMAC, I don't know if you were there, but we were at the, me and my dad were at the spring game and, um, they had the, they had the sole mission put together, uh, this, this brunch for former players before the game. And, uh, I went with my dad and my uncle and we all just were around there kicking it. And again, you know, I'm, I'm a young guy. So I was around all these guys that I, some of them, I grew up watching some, I just heard about Curtis Lofton was there, Rufus Alexander, uh, you know, Neville Gallimore. I mean, it was a long list of players. Uh, Mark Clayton, you know, some some of these legends were there and it was in the indoor and we were all just, you know, having a good time. And just, you know, my dad was reminiscing with his former teammates and stuff like that. And then uh, they all we all went out on the field and, you know, we were on the sideline for the spring game and just being down there, you know, shook a lot of hands, met a lot of people within the program. And you get this feeling of just like, you know, and this thing saying that like before that it was you know, toxic or anything like that. It wasn't, but just the feeling of it is different because it's like, I talked to these players and, you know, like when coach Venables first got hired, you know, they, they all, they don't know the coach Venables that, you know, we know the, the guy who was here at Oklahoma, but, you know, they were all excited and they all got this feeling that, excuse me, that, uh, you know, things were changing faster than they really have. Cause like, I remember in spring ball and it was like, you know, everything we're doing, I mean, the workouts, the, the, from, from the way that we eat, from the way that we, you know, um, from the way that we, we lift the way that we warm up the way we do everything, you know, they're being held accountable more. I mean, there's all these little things, these little details that I think we as fans don't really pay attention to or care about, like those are the things that are really changing the most, but when you see it on the field, you know, getting back to on the field stuff, the way that this team played Saturday, like, you know, after that first drive, I think I kind of had a feeling of like, oh, boy, you know, it's the same song. Uh, we're going to get punched in the mouth and it's going to be that way all four quarters. But then, you know, after that Dylan Gabriel touchdown, I mean, it all went downhill from there, from Nebraska, at least. I mean, it everything from that point on, it made it feel like, OK. You know, this this is kind of because I think we all agree and, you know, I know you two you two guys being on the scoop, you've heard, you know, guys like Eddie and them say all the time, like Nebraska's probably going to be that game where you really find out what this team is all about. And they went in there and they straight handled business. And, you know, we've talked about that defense and how, how physical they are, how, you know, detail oriented they are. And like I wrote an article on the website the other day about how, you know, lack of detail is not going to be an issue anymore because, you know, I don't know Brent Venables personally, obviously, but I mean, he's a guy that focuses on that stuff. You know, that stuff matters to him. And like we all saw the video of after that first touchdown, he's getting in the deep, the secondary's ear. And from that point on, they just played great football. And, you know, it's it's seeing those little things like that that just give me this small kind of feeling in my body that's like, I don't want to say this team can go all the way this year, but I think if they keep staying on the track that they're on, that it can happen because um, you know, I think there's really nothing but positive vibes coming out of Norman right now, as far as, you know, what's happening on and off the field.
and uh, you couldn't ask for a better situation right now. But, I mean, as conference play begins, I mean, we'll see Saturday, you know, because uh, we've got a team coming in that we've had that's given us fits for a long time. You can blame that on the coaches if you want to, but it's still been the case. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Saturday might be that determining factor of like, okay, th- this team's going to be legit. I love the assessment. And <clears throat> you said something I think is really wise when when 6 p.m. comes Saturday and those guys show up and they, you know, I don't know if it's blue or if it's purple. I always get confused because, you know what I'm saying, K-State, it always, that that, that color is always, I'm, I'm a little colorblind, I guess. But uh, you, you can't blame no coaches. Lincoln Riley got a game to play on Saturday. Grinch yeah. and those guys, are they got a game to play on Saturday. When them boys swoop and that sooner red, and and that interlocked OU is across that helmet. Coach Venables can't even save you. His schemes can. Coach Schmitty can't save you. The work you put in over the the fall, the spring, the summer, and fall camp can. Our guys got to show up. And and like you said, I believe it's two of the last four years we lost, and maybe even three out of the last six. I got to go back and look, but it they've been close to five hundred against us. Uh, the second half of the last decade. And the fact of the matter is, and 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 uh, Barry, I said this, we just got to show up and, and, and hit them in the mouth. Their only, their only method of being able to win that game, and I would say the consistent strategy they've used the second, the latter half of the past decade is hitting us in the mouth and saying, y'all cute. Y'all like to look cool. You guys have swag. You guys think you're, you know, you better but we dogs and and they've literally said that without having to verbalize it they've said it with their pads they've said that with their presence their o-line has said it their d-line has said it their safeties their secondary god dang how many knockback hits have they had on us the last four years so i have a i have a uh a quiet as kept confidence because the ou team i see today and, and barry I, I think you agree and Jalen, i think you agree there there is this level of we don't mind coming out the mud, baby. We don't mind getting our hands dirty either, baby. I don't know about y'all, but if your only punch, your only way to feel like you can take advantage, get momentum in this game is to hit me in the mouth, I'm going to hit your ass right back. And I promise you, when I hit you in the back, I'm going to do it faster. I'm going to do it stronger. I'm going to do it with more guys. We're going to have more depth. And I got the home crowd to my advantage. So I'm looking forward to a raucous crowd. I'm looking forward to our guys coming in and in the first quarter, letting K-State know they do not belong. And I said it, I said it the other day. If we don't beat those guys by more than three touchdowns to prove a point, if we beat them by more than three touchdowns, they're going to sit in their place until we lead the conference. If we have a dog fight, we're going to we're gonna have to go to Manhattan next year and, and be in a dog fight again. So it, it's going to be a good game. And, and I like the, I like the way you set it up, uh, Jalen. This ain't the time out on blaming coaches. Of course, we we, we make fun, you know, tongue in cheek and, and kind of laugh at some of the things of yesteryear. But uh, Saturday is Saturday, man. And on any given Saturday, you can lose if you ain't prepared. So on a Wednesday, uh, I expect those guys to have put in the work today. And on Saturday, uh, shoot, I'm a fan now. My my expectation is, is, is those guys come out that tunnel. And it'll be interesting to see what uniform they wear. There's a lot of rumors about yeah. black and bad and, and, you know, different things. You know, I, I listen. And, and you guys, we've kind of been talking today. I want to let you know, Jalen and uh, Barry, I heard another person just like 30 minutes ago. Like, yo, there's a rumor they might be wearing an alternative. They will not wear black. 
All right. And, and I'm sure people will hear this before Saturday. There will not be a black uniform. I'm one. If they're if they put if they come out in black or anything, the, the whatever that what's the how do you say that word they've been saying all day, Barry and or Jalen? Starts uh, with an A. Anthracite, I think. Anthracite. Funny enough, I looked that word up today to find out what it meant. I kid you not. I can't say it. I can't spell it. But what I do know is we not wearing what? that color on Saturday. Man, anthracite. Yeah. You know what anthracite Man. is? It's I it's I think it's it's coal and it's like an easily burnt. So I got this kid I train and somebody at school <laughs> called him anthracite. Um because his name is Cole. And um, they were, I looked it up. I was like, what does that mean? And it meant it's like easily burnt coal. That's the name. That's what it means. Anthracite. I had no idea. Yeah. So well, go. whatever, okay. however you say it, whatever <laughs> it means, we not wearing it. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't have it in the wardrobe yet. By the way, I'm not a black hater. I, if we were black and it looks right, I, I'm all in. But to my knowledge, we don't have any black. I've been asking around and I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's what. Um, but I do hear a rumor there may be some changes and, and don't hold me accountable. I'm not verifying that. But the rumors continue to surface. And uh, I guess on Saturday night, we'll see. Man, I'm always for the 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 changes as long as they're doing something to me. Any change to a uniform like Oklahoma's has to just feel purposeful. And it has to feel like there, there's a reason there's either they're paying homage, they're paying to the tradition or, or whatever. There has to be a, a reason uh, behind why they're doing it. And to me, and, and it has to look clean. They've had a few in the past that have just not, no, not quite been maybe up to snuff or didn't look good on TV or whatever. Um, I loved how they changed the white finally a few years back. Because uh, that white did not look good on TV that they had. Uh, but Matt Jalen, uh, talking a little bit about K State, we're definitely going to go into more. But I want to ask you, just as someone who is kind of getting in this thing myself, what you know, it was begrudgingly at first, now full on ready to go. Um, man, we know you're you're a younger guy. Um, you know, myself, I'm married, kind of have done a few things already before getting into this. And of course, you know, Damien and in his career at OU and then kind of beyond that, man, I want to just my own curiosity, know how you snuck into this and just push the freaking door down to build the following that you have, like what motivated that? What was the, what was the thought process? And then to do something like that, like me and Damien know how hard it is to build something and what you've built is incredible. And the fact you've done it kind of quickly is really impressive. So now what kind of brought you to doing this? What, what was behind the decision and then the discipline to, to keep doing it? So I'll take it all the way back to, 2015 when I first got Instagram uh we had just beaten Baylor it was November 8th I think we had just beaten Baylor in Waco a 44-34 game and I remember uh you know I had a bunch of friends had Instagram and this this had to be around you know I was probably like 11 12 at the time and uh wow 
you know, they were like, oh, Dylan, get Instagram, get Instagram. So I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can I get Instagram? She's like, whatever. So I did it. And the original name of my account was uh, Sooner Football. It was just something simple. I posted the final score to the game and whatever. So I spent about two years. No, I spent a, a year on that account. And it was really just like my personal account. It wasn't really anything big. And um, as time went on, uh, as the 2017 season started, I think that might have been when I adapted the name Sooner Sports Daily. And uh, I want to say it might have been before the summer of that that season. And um, I had just been doing, you know, a lot of fan stuff. And, and it like I'll say this, really, it really I didn't really start taking it like super serious and like reporting news and becoming this guy that like went out of his way to find, you know, news and be the first to report certain things. I didn't really become all that until like probably two years ago. Uh, and before that, yeah, I mean, it was really just a fan page. I think 2018 is really kind of when I saw a little bit of a surge 2019. It got a little bigger. I think 2019 is around when I hit, uh, 10,000. And, you know, again, it was really just like some fan stuff that I was doing. I wasn't really, you know, taking it serious, but uh, 2020 season comes around and, you know, you've got COVID and all this stuff. So people are wanting news and all that. And so um, that's when I, I, I spent a lot of time like uh, focusing on this. And then uh, 2020, of course, became like that that became like the season of starting podcasts and, uh, you know, Instagram lives and all that good stuff. And so I started doing the Instagram live thing and what better way didn't to do it to then to do it with OU players. And, you know, of course people are going to tune in for that. So the first guy I ever uh, did an Instagram live with was Spencer Rattler and Spencer, Spencer was, Spencer's a good friend of mine and he, uh, he we connected like he was he was still in high school and it was uh so like I really started it that summer and I remember he committed to Oklahoma I think in June of 2017 I'm probably wrong on that but uh it was in 2017 I know that for sure and he had given me a follow or whatever and he had kept up with some stuff and so uh one day I hit him up and was like hey uh would you you know, be interested in letting me make like a highlight take for you or something. So I did it. He liked it. He had posted it and all that. And uh, we had stayed in touch. And so when he got to Oklahoma, you know, I'd been doing a lot of stuff uh, that 2020 season, uh, reporting news and all that. And so some people were like, man, you should, you should, you know, you should do a podcast. You should do this. So at, at, I was like 14 at the time. So I didn't know much about the podcast game and all that stuff or as much as I do now. And I was like, okay, I'll just do a live. So I DM Spencer one day and I said, Hey, um, would you want to hop on an Instagram live with me just to kind of discuss the 2020 season? This was at the end of the year. So would you want to discuss the end of this season? You know, what you're looking forward to this year, all that good stuff. So he joins the live and uh, we get the interview going. And I mean, as soon as the interview starts, there's like 500 people in it and People are staying tuned. They're they're listening. People are asking questions. And it was a quick. It was about a fifteen minute thing. I mean, it was something quick. And um, 
after that, I remember ending the live and seeing I had like a hundred new followers. Wow. And from that point on, people people were just like, "Hey, keep doing this, keep doing this." So uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Tulsa boy, you know he he was doing it. Tulsa uh, Isaiah's my guy too. So he did it like he I did like three interviews with him because uh, he was always willing to do it. Uh, um, Patrick Fields did it. Uh, Gabe Burkich did it twice. And so having these players on got people's attention. And it also led to me, like I would go to games and people would say, Hey, you're that dude from Sooner Sports Daily. Or it's still ha- like it's, it happens every week when I go to a game. People have pointed me out and said, Hey, you are you Jalen Ross? And it's kind of crazy to me because it's like, you know, I don't think these people really realize that I'm just like them. Like I don't, I don't do much but report news and stuff like that. But you know, they see that because it's like uh, of the people that I've connected with. And um, like, and I, I really got to give a big shout out to my cousin, uh, Lee Morris, who played at Oklahoma from 2015 to 2019, because he was one of the big helps in that. Uh, and of course, my dad was too. him being a former player and, you know, them both being the ones of saying, hey, you know, my 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 boys got this got this thing, man, you guys should check him out. And uh, oh, I didn't even mention that uh, Mark Clayton was one of the guys I did an interview with. and. The way that I connected with him was I told I told him who my dad was and he was like, oh, yeah, I, I know him. And he was like, yeah, man. And, and so he was more than willing to do it. And I mean, I would have players even reach out to me and say, hey, I want to do one. Like I wouldn't even have to ask them. They would just DM me and say, hey, I want to do an interview with you. Let's do it. And so it's stuff like that that really kind of made me realize okay, I should take this more serious because, uh, you know, I'm actually really good friends with. Uh, a guy who writes for the Thunder and the Sooners and the Cowboys. Um, and he lives right down the street from me. And he was telling me like, man, you've got a bright future in this if you decide to pursue it. And um, so I took that into account. And, uh, you know, I really started taking it more serious. And as the followers went up, uh, it, it it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't this fan page. It became more of like a, a, a business of some sorts. And then, uh, as we get into the Sooner Scoop thing, you know, this was kind of a weird thing because I remember uh, 2019, it was around the national championship game, I think. Uh, I opened my Twitter one day and I got I get followed by our boys, Josh McQuistian and uh, Bob Prisvillo. Back to back, both of them followed me at the same time. And so I was like, OK, this is kind of weird. Like I I didn't do anything. So I wonder why these guys are following me. And so it was that way for a little bit. I was I was not a member on Scoop or anything like that. I was always familiar with Center Scoop, but I wasn't a member of the message board or anything like that. And so, um, you know, my guy from the AP, his name is Cliff Brunt, by the way, he was telling me like, man, all these people are hearing about you. Like all these people in the Oklahoma media are hearing about you. Uh, Eddie Radosevich being one of them. Uh, I think, you know, he had told me uh, Jerry Ramsey was one of them. I mean, he was naming all these different people that, were very familiar with my stuff. So uh, I didn't exactly reach out to them. Like I would just follow them and, you know, either follow me back or they would see my stuff. Like I remember, you know, Eddie following me back. That was a big thing to me. Uh, You know, uh, uh, Carrie Murdoch, of course. I mean, that whole thing became like a, it's like, wow, you know, these people, these people are really paying attention. So I was like, okay, I got, I got, I got to put, I got to start putting my mind on this. And, you know, I, I say like 
whenever I say it started to become less of a joke, I mean that. And like, it started to become less of a fan thing. Like it, it's, it's becoming something. And I say now, like it is something serious because if you see it, we, you know, we've got a website, we've got merchandise, we've got, we had a podcast, we're trying to pick it back up, but our season's been going crazy. So, uh, you know, got me on here doing interviews with you guys. I mean, like all this different stuff is happening all at once. And, you know, it's been really crazy. Like in the past year, just, you know, even going down to OU and meeting certain people and shaking their hands and like, man, I know who you are. And it's like, oh, you know, you got that one Instagram page, don't you? And, Mm. uh, you know, even like I, I take it back to the merch. Like I remember going to the spring game and even the UTEP game and walking around and I saw people wearing my stuff. I didn't point them out and say, hey, I made that. But it was like, wow, you know, there you go. How did that make you feel? Let me pause you. Let me pause you. Let me pause you. Now, listen, listen, hold on, hold on. You monetized yourself. You turned yourself into an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur myself, uh, man, just hearing you tell your story and and really talk about the steps and stages you're growing and going through uh, as you. How old are you, Jalen? 16. You're you're what? guys. He's a he's a he's a 16 year old high school student. And let for what? for those who don't know, let everybody know who your father is. Uh, Tristan Ross. <laughs> what? I'm just interested to know. I'm just interested wow. to know. What is? Have you ever said, "Hey, Dad, I'm actually going to be doing a pie with DMac"? Have you ever said that to your dad? Did you say that to your dad? I actually was getting ready to text him and say, <laughs> "Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Text him right now. If you got a sec." Seriously, like right now, text him and say, yo, dad, I'm doing a pie with D-Mac. And I'm just interested to hear what he says, because that's, you know, that's my boy. T. Ross is my, my, that's, that's my man. So just take 10 seconds. And and as long as it's appropriate for the listeners, as long as it's appropriate for the listeners, I'm just interested to see how dad responds. Because, listen, man, T. Ross, what are you, Evangel Christian? Is that right? Yep. Evangel Christian. That boy was a dog. Receiver. High school. Uh, and when he got to you, I think that was my last year. He well, like uh, O2, right? Yeah. Yeah. O2? I think he was the O2 recruiting class. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think he was O2. Man, T, I talked to T Ross probably once a month on, wow. on social media. Like that's that's literally my man's. And uh man, I, you know, obviously having this opportunity, like I told you, Jalen, I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan of what you're doing. I'm a fan of, of of all the different ways you really put yourself out there. And I think the thing that's most important to me is you represent the brand correctly. Guys, he's 16 years old and has been having conversations with the starting quarterback, with people like Mark Clayton, with individuals, you know, like IT. Like, that's a big deal. And so I just want to tell you this, uh, Jalen, continue to be savvy. And, and and don't be an individual who lets other people tell you no. When someone tells you no, you find an answer. If someone creates an excuse, you make a solution because the sky is the limit, man. You, you know, you're 16 years old. Don't, don't, don't put yourself in a bubble and feel like you have limitations, man. You, you, there's so much out there and there's so much opportunity. Is Pop's gonna be here Saturday? Uh, uh he will not be, but he did <sighs> tell me that. He was trying. I think he said he was trying to come up for the Baylor game, maybe. Okay. I got to recheck on that. But he he did say, tell my dog. I said, what up? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to text him now. I'm about to hit him up. But now go ahead, Jalen. I want I don't want to interrupt you because I heard you say you were at the game and people are rocking your merch. I freaking love it. That 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 yeah, that, yeah. That one's yeah, it was hear. uh 
it was the uh the so it was a shirt that we had made when uh bv got hired and i actually made the shirt like the day after lincoln riley left because i just knew that bv was going to be the head coach and so i i had it already ready to publish and we had published them the, the day after he got hired and uh i mean it people bought the crap out of them and uh, i was at the spring game and i remember me and my dad were actually standing uh, in the south end zone, getting ready to walk down on the field, and somebody walked right by me. I don't even know if he saw me, but he walked right by me, and I saw the hoodie, and I wanted to say something, but he was long gone. But a couple weeks ago at the UTEP game, I saw somebody, and I walked right past him, and I said, hey, that's a nice shirt, and uh, he said, thank you. And then about two seconds later, he turned around, and he was like, wait, are you Jalen Ross? I said, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, it, it was a crazy moment, but, um, you know, this just kind of reminded me of something that happened a couple of weeks ago. So I say that, like, uh, I don't know Brent Venables. Like, I don't know him like that. Like, we're not friends. He's not inviting me over to his or anything. But, uh, you know, like, if I saw him out in public, he would he would know who I am. And it's like I actually told BV about, uh, you know, everything I do a couple of weeks back because he was, he was aware of who my dad was and all that. And so uh, I told him, like, you know, man, I got this uh, – I got this little business that I do that kind of relates to OU football. And he was like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And so, uh, I don't want to call it a business card, but I gave him kind of something that was just like, uh, that had all the info. And when I gave it to him, like his eyes just lit up and he was like, cause you know, of course he knew, like he knew I was a young guy, obviously my dad having played for him, he knew I was a young guy. And when I handed him that his eyes just lit up and he was like, you got cars, man, you're doing it big. And he just, I mean, he was like really excited to, to learn that I had something like this going for myself and both the BV sons actually follow my page and they keep there in the loop on a lot of news. So, I mean, it, it's really crazy because it's like, it really is a case of you never know who's watching because it's been wild. I mean, I, I even got to show love to coach Stoops. Like coach Stoops has even interacted with the page a couple of times and uh, you know, um, I'm pretty sure BV would, but he's not an Instagram guy, not really much of a social media guy. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, even even the last head coach did when early on when the, the account first started, he he interacted with it a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, Joe, Joe C, not Joe C directly, but Joe Castiglione's son. And he's he's good friends with my cousin as well. Like Joe C's son. I mean, we've connected. Um, you know, I've connected with so many people in the last couple months. That's been it's been really crazy to 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 really imagine and you know i tell people a lot like man because people will always ask like how did i get to where i am and i've always said like you got to continue to build keep keep on building connections you know like that's something that i've made i made that a goal and i even actually talked to uh carrie about this a couple months ago like i want to build a lot of connections this year that's kind of my main goal and it's worked like just being able to connect with different people and, you know, them willingly telling me stuff. And like, I take it back to, and I'm pretty sure you two might remember this because you both are on the Crimson Corner. Uh, when the world found out who General Booty was, I was the first person to report that. Like, and it was crazy to imagine because even the tweet that I put out about that got like 300,000, 300,000 people saw it. Man. And, you know, I put it, I put it on the scoop and, uh, that got a ton of views. And I found that out because uh, my dad had hit me up. And, and, you know, my dad, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but my dad played with General's uncle in high school. 
and he had hit me up and was like, Hey man, I heard that, um, you know, this kid was that, Oh, he was looking at this guy. So I took a long shot and I DM'd him. I DM general. And I was like, Hey, I've heard about this. Is there anything to this? And he surprisingly answered me and was like, yeah, there is. And we talked for like that whole day. And he just told me the full rundown of what was going on. And he told me like, yeah, man, I just talked to Coach V and I'm committed. And so I had a chance to get out there and be the first one to say, hey, Oklahoma just landed this guy. And you saw how big of a story that was. You know, I was able I was able to report the news of people like Gabe Burkett signing NFL contracts. And that got put in like Sports Illustrated articles and stuff like that. And I think, but I'll say like the highlight of what I've done so far, so far really just has to be getting a picture with Barry Switzer. Like that's been my, mm. that's been the biggest thing I've hung my hat on in the last couple months. It's still wild to really imagine that. That's my pinned tweet on my Twitter account, but that was like the biggest, like, wow moment. Let, let, let me ask you this, because uh, th- this is kind of coming from from your perspective a little bit. I've obviously, you know, been watching the Sooners for a long time and seeing, you know, just the, the different eras of fans and, and different ways that things are done um, at the stadium and, and whatnot. And man, there's been a lot of talk about a few different things, been a lot of talk about tailgating, been a lot of talk about the atmosphere at the games. You know, the people have their various opinions, but just you from from your lens being in, in uh, 16, being at the games, at the tailgates, first on the tailgate piece, you know, as, as not necessarily controversial, but there's a lot of different opinions on what should happen. What is your current assessment of the situation? And then what do you think uh, kind of down the road may need to uh, occur to get us up to snuff uh, SEC level? Man, um, you know, so so our family, we tailgate um, kind of ducked off. I mean, not really ducked off, but it's not in an area where there's a ton of fans and a ton of people. Uh, I mean, people walk by us all the time, but we're not, you know, up by a bunch of tents and stuff like that. But walking up to the stadium, it's like it's such a different feeling because it's like, I haven't been to many away games. I think the only two games I've been to that weren't in Norman were OU Texas in 2017 and Bedlam last year. And, you know, OU Texas self-explanatory. I mean, that's the fair, but going to the Bedlam last year was an experience because um, we had walked from, and I don't know if you guys have been over, been out there before, but they've got people tailgating directly in front of the stadium. Like there's tents all over the place. I think they even had tents on the practice field. And if they did, I I mean, I don't know if that's too smart of an idea, but they had, they had some stuff going on over there. Uh, They had tents directly across the street from Boone Pickett stadium. And it's like, you can just, you can leave your tailgates and walk directly into the gate and go to your seat. Uh, um, You know, it's, it's very, I say it's very accessible and still water when it comes to tailgating as far as Norman, it's a little tough because it's like, uh, I think the closest you tailgate to the stadium is, uh, kind of like in the Heisman park area. Cause I know, I know a guy who tailgates over there, but like just being a young guy and a guy who, I mean, I play high school football, so I'm around a ton of high school football players every day. And, you know, 
connecting with recruits and stuff like that. Recruits care about that kind of stuff. They care about the atmosphere. They care about the fan base. And like like the new Walk of Champions, you know, the way that they do it now, it's a lot better. I mean, because last year it, and, and in previous years, it was really just like they drove right up to the Switzer Center. There wasn't a lot of interaction with the players. But now it's like, you know, they get off at the light on Lindsay. They've got to take that that long walk to the stadium. You know, BV's making them interact with the fans. He's making them, you know, give out high fives, take pictures, do all that stuff. They take that long walk. BV's the one out in front interacting with people. Uh, and and so it's stuff like and, and not only that, but like the recruits are watching up at the top. And I talked to one who I'm actually really good, really cool with. And he was like, yeah, that that was dope. Like that kind of stuff, seeing you know, the people that support you, like I've, I've even, when I've done these interviews, interviews with players and they've been like, uh, you know, what's, what's been your, your, your favorite thing about the fans or whatever. It's like, there's no better feeling than rolling again on that bus and seeing all those fans out there. Now I just imagine that with, you've got all those fans, plus you've got tailgates to your left, right across the street from the Switzer center on Lindsay street. And I'm not really old enough to like really remember what tailgating on Lindsay was like before it got ended. So, I mean, y'all could probably speak on that more than I can, but I can tell just like from, from the proximity to the stadium and all that, that's a lot better. And, it, and it's also going to have to be something that gets better because as you go into the SEC, you've got people from Ole Miss coming in. Ole Miss is literally known for their tailgating scene. I mean, uh, Jeff Levy, I mean, one of, one of Levy's family members even told me like when he was at Ole Miss, there was like, Mrs. Tailgating is on another level. You know, Georgia has a very good tailgating scene. Bama has a pretty good tailgating scene, I think. So, I mean, you've got those fan bases coming in the Norman. That's what they're going to have to see. And you're, you're, it ain't, it ain't going to be a very positive reaction from those people when they come in here and they're like, this is, this is, this is the tailgating scene here. And I mean, that's obviously not the most important thing, but that's stuff that people care about. That kind of stuff matters on game day. And I mean, we all saw it because people raised hell about it when, uh, you know, they had announced the tailgating map a couple of weeks back. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's it obviously isn't like a top priority. But when it comes to, you know, you're talking about a program that talks a lot about how much they care about the fans. I think that's the number one number one need for fans right now is just improving tailgating locations, uh, you know, because. Like if you go to Campus Corner, it's packed. So you know, and I, and I think there are plenty of areas. Uh, what what exactly what areas? I can't really tell you, but I think that there are plenty of areas around the stadium that would be perfect for people to tailgate in. I actually had somebody on my page throw out this idea. It actually might have been me. I don't even remember, but there was an idea on my page one day about like, you know, why not create like a, you know, not something that's exactly like the Grove at Ole Miss, but but create our own little tailgating village. And, and name it after, you know, an OU legend or something. And you make that a prime spot for tailgating. I think that would be perfect. Matt, Jason, how does Mackie tailgate? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right. Roy Lee tailgate or, or Selman, right. Especially they just, they're going to be unveiling this, the Selman brothers statue on Saturday. You know, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of credits to that. And maybe we gotta, you know, we gotta get that, that dialogue in the, in the, in the in the uh the office of the right person i'm talking to you josie i'm talking to you by the way josie's my man that's that's my boy every time i'm in town he he literally remembers me i'm like oh my god you got an elephant memory because uh 
little old me, I, I wouldn't have anticipated that. Jalen, let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. 16 years old. Uh, you have the ear of, you know, a lot of the players, right? You're heavily involved in recruiting. Obviously, a current high school student. Are you at Norman High, Norman North? Where are you, where are you going to school these days? Uh, Southmore High School. Wow. Okay. Got it. Southmore yeah. High School. Salute. Um, question I have is this. Perspective is really important. And um, I think it gets lost in a lot of the fans, you know, selfishly thinking about uh, the the game day experience or an athlete's plight, any of that kind of stuff from their own lens. Uh, and, and I want to hear from you coming from a young man who uh, is maybe new to Norman or getting recruited in the process. Like, what are some of the things that you're often hearing in these conversations you're having in these interviews you're conducting? What are the primary priorities that a lot of these young men are seeking? And once they get to OU, what are some of the things that that really they kind of cherish or are really important to them? Like, man, OU provided, you know, this or that for me. I'm interested to know, you know, based upon firsthand knowledge, what are you hearing? You know, you talk to a Spencer Adler. By the way, that's a that's a ridiculous to have the opportunity to spot to the, to talk to the starting quarterback. And, and talk to, you know, Isaiah Thomas and, and Pat Fields and some of these guys, what are they telling you? What are the things that, that sets all you apart? What are some of the priorities that are important to them? Um, and, and, you know, what are the things that matter most? Man, it's, it's, it's a simple answer. I mean, it's like the number one consensus I've gotten from recruits is the family vibe that they get when they come up on visits or, uh, you know, when they interact with the coaches, it's like they really feel like it, it feels like family when they come up there. And like, you know, for me, like in, in the times that I've gone up there, even on days that aren't game days, just going up there, like it's really felt it feels like home because like, you know, I, I mean, I was I was I wasn't born in Norman. I was born in Oklahoma City, but I grew up in Norman. Like I grew up. Interestingly enough, I the first house I ever lived in was directly across the street from Owen Field. And like, I have been around OU football my entire life. And so like, even when I go down there, it's, it, it, it's, it's a genuine feel. You get that feeling of, these are people that really care about you. You know, these aren't people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear, which is something that you hear a lot about in the recruiting process. Like they're going to give it to you straight up and they're going to care about you. And, uh, you know, even with the former players, it's been that way. Like uh, I interviewed, Isaiah for the third time, uh, I think it was in like January and Nick Benito also was another one of those guys. And I asked him the same thing. I was like, what is the feeling that you get when you go up there, you know, sitting in that team meeting when, when coach V first came back or, you know, just talking to coach V now, even though you're not on the team anymore, but you know, you're now officially a former player. Like you've, you've been through it already. What's it like? And they say the same thing. They're like, man, he's just a genuine dude. Like I would, I would run through a wall for that guy. You know, I've only known him for 24 hours, but I would go suit up for that guy as, as quick as I possibly could. And it's stuff like that, that I get the most, you know, I don't, I, I don't really get most of like the, the, the skinny on like, you know, what the coaches are saying as far as how they'll fit or things like that. But it's really just stuff like, man, you know, this coach is, is a really good, like Anthony Evans is one of those guys, the, the, the four-star receiver from Judson, uh, he was talking about Jay Valai being like one of his main guys. And this was something I also didn't mention. Uh, at the spring game, when when I talked about the Soul Mission brunch earlier, uh, Xavier Brewer, who is one of the defensive analysts, and that's my guy, we talk all the time, uh, he came 
he brought a bunch of recruits into the indoor to like meet the former players and talk to them. So Derek LeBlanc, the four-star defensive end commit out of Florida, uh, he spent like 15 minutes talking to my dad and my uncle, uh, Steve Coleman, who played D-tackle in the 2000s. They were, they just sat there and talked. And I didn't even realize it, but I ended up walking in on the conversation and Derek was just talking to them about like, you know, he's asking them questions about football. Like he's asking like, what was your favorite pass rush move or stuff like this? And then towards the end of the conversation, you know, they asked him like, well, what is it about OU that's like really appealing to you? And he was like, the first answer that came to his brain was Todd Bates. You know, how how genuine, how great of a guy Todd Bates is, how, you know, uh, how how much knowledge that the guy has on the game of football. And, uh, you know, like from that moment on, I didn't have any doubt Derek wasn't going to commit to Oklahoma. Uh, you know, you talk about a guy like David Hicks. Um, you know, the number one thing I hear about with David is the relationship that his dad has with Todd Bates. Like that's a relationship that goes back to, I think, when Bates was at Clemson. So like it's really and I remember a quote from BV when he first got here, he said something about we want to be relational, not transactional. So they want to build these, you know, these, you know, it, it's a 40 year decision, not four year decision type things like they want to keep it in the family. And like the first hand example of that, once again, is the spring game. Like you've all seen that picture of the that, that, that all the former players took on the field. And it's stuff like that that tells you, like, you could have had the smallest contribution to this team. But you'll always be around the program. You'll always be, you know, able to come in. You'll all you'll you'll be able to go in and watch a practice or, you know, like when they had the the scrimmage a couple of weeks ago where, you know, DMAC, you were there where all the former players were up there. Uh, you know, you'll be able to come to a game and get to be on the sideline. I think Lee was on the sidelines last week. So uh, that's the number one thing I really get just from talking to these guys is the genuine love, the the relationships that they've built and all that stuff. And they're building relationships with everybody. Like it's not just a position coach. They're going out and they're talking to the, the, the offensive analysts or the, the sole mission people, or, you know, just, just any, anybody you can think of within the program. Man, Jalen, I mean, that's the value of building those relationships early on is that that stuff carries through your time on campus, through your time with the team. Like that is where the, we look at championship programs and what is like one of the great separators and it's culture and it's relationships and it's the willingness to, to work hard for the person next to you, for the coach who's coaching you, for the people giving you their time in the training room, for the nutrition staff, for all those people. And that makes it creates success on the field. And speaking of success on the field, and uh, then we don't want to, of course, keep you here too long. But man, what do you see happening this coming week when the Sooners lace them up with the LEDs going uh, out there on Owen Field against Kansas State, first conference game? How do you see this one playing out? And we always ask everyone, man, you got to pick a score. Got to hold you to it, too. Uh, Damien's actually been pretty close on a few, man. He like nailed UTEP. Um, I was pretty close on Nebraska, but um, man, how, how do you see this thing going? And, uh, and well, what's the score you got, man? Man, I see it being a little bit more. Uh, I see it being a little bit different than the, the, the recent years uh, as far as, um, you know, uh, the game last year. I mean, uh, there was a point in that game where you were kind of sitting pretty and then, 
uh, Kansas State had like a kickoff return or something, and then you got a little tight again. Uh, you know, 2020, we all know how that went. I mean, Deuce Vaughn came in here and played outside of his mind. Uh, you know, 2019, I think that was the year that we lost in Manhattan. Uh, and the the constant thing with those games is the defense. Uh, because last year, you know, I remember like in the first quarter, they, they converted, Kansas State converted like a third and 18 right out the gate. Um, you know, we all know, again, the Deuce Vaughn game in 2020. And in 2019, I didn't even really get to watch most of that game, but I know the defense was not handling up. We we had a lot of turnovers in the red zone. We we turned the ball over a couple times going in and didn't give it ourselves a chance to to really compete in that game. Turnovers were the primary reason. The defense was the defense didn't make plays when we needed them to, but more so we shot ourselves in the foot uh, in Manhattan in nineteen. Yeah, I figured so. I figured that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I said it earlier about like the 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 lack of. Uh, attention to detail and stuff like that on that side of the ball, you know, that shouldn't be an issue this year. And I don't know if you guys have had a chance to listen to uh, the U40 yet, but they were kind of mentioning how the defense had uh, a little meeting or something like that on the practice field. They stayed a couple minutes after and were just kind of talking about like, you know, I, I don't know exactly what they were talking about, but I get the feeling they were talking about like, guys, we can't be comfortable. These guys are going to come in here. They're going to give us all they got. And we it's been a constant thing. We've talked about it. OU's going to get everybody's best shot. Uh, now, as far as this year, I think I'm a little bit more confident winning comfortably because of who Kansas State's quarterback is. And I don't think Adrian Martinez <laughs> is. I mean, oh, my God. Look, you, I, I, I don't want to – I'm pretty sure he's a great guy, but he, I, he's just not a great quarterback. And – um. You know, like I think like when, when he first transferred there, I, I really had a feeling him and Deuce Vaughn would be a dangerous combination because, you know, although Nebraska couldn't get it done last year, he did some pretty good things. I mean, he had some pretty good horses around him. But this year they have not they have not done uh, what we've expected them to do. You know, they lost last weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, it sounded like they had a lot of struggles on offense uh, and something's just not clicking. I think they, they I think they still have a pretty solid defense. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes for the offense, um, you know. But I think this is going to be a – if I had to give you a score, I would probably say, uh, you know, I give OU the win. I'd probably say they win it 35 to maybe 17. I give them a pretty comfortable lead because, uh, yeah, I do think K-State's offense is going to, you know, not know what hit them. Uh, you know, one thing we know about BV's defenses is they want to confuse the quarterback. I think they're going to throw a lot of things at Adrian Martinez. Uh, and I mean, even last year, like in last year's game, they shut down uh, Deuce Vaughn pretty well. I mean, he didn't he didn't go as crazy as he did the year before. So I think, you know, they contain Deuce Vaughn, um, you know, offensively, of course, run the freaking ball. I mean, do that all the time. Um You know, and we're also kind of getting to that point where they're going to open it up a lot more. I know a lot of people were talking about how like the first two weeks it was really vanilla they that you know they were holding something back and we all kind of saw it on saturday and now this week we're going to see even more they're going to open it up a lot more i'm excited to see what what levy's put together um but I, I think this is a game that like i think this is one of those games where it's destined for the defense to show out uh i'm gonna actually just say this right now i think that 
the D-line is – well, the D-line has to be poised for a big game. I mean, I think everything falls on them uh, as far as when it comes to containing a guy like Deuce Vaughn. But I see somebody like uh, a Danny Stutzman or a Reggie Grimes having a big night Saturday. Love it, man. Well, uh, Jalen, uh, it has been absolutely a pleasure to uh, to have you on here, man. What you're doing is just so incredibly impressive. I mean, I speak for myself, not for Damian, but, man, I was not doing that at 16. I was hoping I would do something like that at 16. Um, so, man, what you're doing is, is so impressive. But uh, but tell the people who uh, who listen to this podcast – Tell them where they can find you uh, if they go to look you up, man. Yeah, so you guys can find me um, on Instagram at Sooner Sports Daily. Um, my other Instagram account is Jalen M. Ross. Uh, Twitter is underscore Jalen Ross. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. I don't do anything on Facebook, but I'm also on there um, as Jalen Ross as well. We all, I think I also do have a Sooner Sports Daily account on Facebook and I'm trying to get it going. Um, so yeah, and you guys can also find the website, Sooner Sports Daily, where we're going to be doing a lot of um, uh, new articles and stuff. So, and I, I know I've been saying we a lot. We, I have a graphic designer named Blake at Koviak. He does a lot of stuff for me and I got to give him some props. There you go. Yeah, give them the shout out. Really man. Helped, Love it. really helped in a huge way because I really wanted to step it up. Uh, in the graphic game and he's helped me big time with that because you know that's been like a number one thing also with recruits like they they want us to make them edits and stuff and he's been a big help with that so I got to show him some love and he's the one that's helped me with the merch and um, and getting the website together so he's been holding it down as well and you know both of us are in our current football season so it is kind of tough for us to get as much content out as we want to but we're gonna we're gonna do what we can so uh, yeah, you guys can find me on just about any social media app under my name, Jalen Ross. Hey, uh, Jay Ross, you know what would be pretty sweet? We're probably going to drop this on a Friday. And by the way, uh, Barry's in charge of that stuff. I don't have any say. I kind of just show up and, and talk into the mic. Barry's into all that. <laughs> nah, actually, I'm, I'm actually kidding. It would probably. How, how, what's your schedule look like Friday? You know what we should do? You know what we should do? I'm, I'm going to call a couple of guys. When you do a live, how many people can be on live at one time? Uh, I think Did, do either of you guys know? I think it's four. Think I'm gonna four. see if I can get a hey hey Jalen. What if we got a couple of the guys and we did a round table? By the way, uh the people won't they won't hear this until Friday, so they won't have any way to say any input. But what I'm thinking is let's say we get myself, MC, you, and I don't know, get somebody closer to the age of maybe like an IT is no IT's in season, but we'll, we'll we'll find somebody, maybe even a pat nah, Pat's in season two. Um, but let's do a round table, man, and just have a discussion around. Are there, are there any current players that you have a relationship with? I have a couple relationships, but I, I, I would prefer somebody that you feel comfortable with. Oh, yeah, there's a couple. Uh, I mean, there's a long list. Okay, of people, you don't but, have to, yeah, you don't have to sit uh, on the air. You don't have to sit on the air. Yeah, what we, yeah you tell me if you, if you, yeah, 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 you don't have to say that. But what do you feel about Friday evening? We jump on a live 15, 20 minutes, whatever. And 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 share stories and talk about the experience of being in soon. I mean, I mean, I'd actually just be interested just to experiment and see what that looks like. Okay, Barry, I just thought about it. Barry's probably we Barry, we can get on as the Barry and Mac though. That way we're on yeah, that we're on that one. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That that actually would probably be better that way. We could both be present. But Jayla, is that something that you would be open to or interested in? I think that'd be yeah, pretty sure. Sick. 
I definitely love to do that. The people would love I, it. I, I'll see if I can get MC. I'm gonna be with Perk, so I'll be with I'll be with Antonio uh, Perkins and MC this weekend. So I'll see if I can get one of those guys to jump on. Uh, and if it's dope, it might be something we do, you know, more often. It's definitely going into an OU Texas weekend. That'd probably be a pretty cool way for uh, our audiences. You know, I don't have twenty three thousand followers like you. I have seventy seven hundred. I'm I, <laughs> I'm not, you know what I'm saying? You're doing something right over there. But I also think there'll be a lot of value in a conversation like that. And I think people will be interested uh, in hearing what, uh, you know, that form would have to say. Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd definitely love to do that. Cool. 100%. Well, man, we uh, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, it is just... For me, just such a pleasure to finally get to talk with you. I've kind of watched what you did from afar, and uh, it's just, just a really, really neat thing that you're doing. And uh, man, keep doing it. You're you're applauded over here, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. you guys having me on. I, anytime you guys want me, I'll be here. For sure, man. Absolutely, man. Jay, super, super appreciate you. When I was your age, I can't even say. Hey, hey Barry, is this a PG? Is this rated PG thirteen? What are what's our what are we are we are we rated R? Are we uh, no? We're technically we, we've actually been pretty clean. We're like a PG ish. So then my activities were not <laughs> appropriate for our. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Oh I'm kidding. I was Ooh. a 4.0 student, guys. I I committed right. to Stanford before I tore my ACL. I literally was committed to Stanford before I tore my ACL. I just like to I like to shoot the shit. Uh, Jalen, thank you so much, bro. I'm gonna definitely let pops know, man, that you were impressive and and you know it just means a lot that someone like you. We always like to be a little different than everyone else. We know some of the the key contributors to the program and what people are doing that maybe everyone else isn't aware of. Um, our target, our believe it or not, our demographics say our target market is 24. It's 20. What is it? What is it, Barry? 25 to 59. Yeah. So we're gonna give some folk who typically don't hear about or know about you more insight on your brand. So hopefully, guys, uh, you just heard this gentleman speak. Go to his IG, follow his page. He has phenomenal content. I I I'm a fan of what he does. Go support this young man. He's doing a great thing, and he's a legacy of a sooner. So, Jay, thank you, bro. I appreciate your time, man. Have a good night. And let's see if we can connect on Friday to do something uh, on IG. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate all the work, man. You guys are awesome. And the upstart Sooners of Oklahoma. 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide.